0: craft beer radio episode 481 on saturday november 10th 2018 isn't that right that's right good job thank you i'm trying something new well not go for new. it
1: you can do it i don't have a monopoly on doing the uh i should do the other part though welcome to craft beer radio welcome to craft beer radio we're here tonight uh it's Doing it all backwards, and I'm not even sure what Greg normally says in this part of the show. I am usually have my hand on the slider just waiting for him to stop talking so I can fade it down. So I'm just going to stop talking and fade it down.
0: That was Flight the Concords with Mother Uckers. Ah, okay. Beers. We have beers. We do. We beers. beers. We have beers. We have beers. beers. We have beers. We have beers. But beers. 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 Uh, well, we should start with the pills, right? Yeah,
1: yeah. Let's, let's not have any bitter IPA hoppy... Or spicy Christmassy things on our tongues when we drink so
0: uh if the last means. time uh last show we we had some uh some awesome lagers, including a fantastic Pilsner, so this is one that uh we've certainly had before on the show, but probably not went from a can, right, not from a can, and I wanted to make sure that it was fresh or you know as fresh as I could get, so. Looks good. It's uh, Prima Pills from Victory. Uh, uses Hillertau, Tetnang, Zatz, and Spalt Select hops. 5.3% alcohol by volume.
1: Hey, that's funny. We got three beers tonight where the brewery opened in 1996. Two of the, two of the cans say 1996. That is
0: hilarious. No.
1: Okay. <laughs> yeah, not that kind of funny.
0: Sort of a not funny ha-ha, more funny strange. Funny
1: strange. (laughs) Funny coincidence. I'm pretty sure Stone's from 1986 as well. Or 1996, I'm sorry. All right, Prima Pills.
0: You know her, you love her. Uh, A little bit of a chill haze. This one says right out of the fridge. It's straw color. A lot of nose, a lot of... uh, Kind of somewhat floral, uh, zestiness from like Zatz and, and Hillertown. Yeah,
1: yeah, for sure. It definitely has kind of a flowery uh, note to it, but then spicy flowers, right? Not yeah. not fruity estuary flowers. Um, smells great. The malts are in there as well. You get kind of a crispy crackery, you know, type aroma from the uh, pilsner malt. Hmm. Yeah, a little bit of a.
0: I don't know if minty is the right word, but like a fresh green. Like an herbal. Yeah. Or... Something. Herbal essence is like a shampoo.
1: <laughs> nice, nice hop bite in the flavor. Then it goes malty pretty quickly. This beer is is hoppier than a lot of German-style pills, mm-hmm. at least... At the freshness that we can get our German Pilses and things yeah. like that. Um, but, you know, it's still pretty classic. You know, Victory is known for using whole flower hops for all their beers. Uh, so, you know, this would have, you know, whole
0: Zots and Tetang in it. As opposed to, for um, for those who aren't aware, pelletized hops are what it usually mm-hmm. is. A, yeah. Essentially, the entire thing is dried and then crushed into these little pellets.
1: Yeah. Packed into little pellets. They store better, take up less space. Um, <clears throat> there's not much difference between whole flour and, and pellets. Actually, whole flour, you'll, you'll waste more. You won't get as much wort out of the brew kettle because... The hops will absorb mm. a liquid, so it's a little. You can more... see
0: that, yeah, but you have more surface area for the word to come in contact with. Mm. If it's ground up, you're going to have like the ultimate surface area, right? Yeah, well, so, yeah, I guess that's true. But some of that is, is well, no, I was, I was thinking some of that's going to be leaf, but you're going to get some stuff out of the leaf anyway, and yeah, and the yeah, leaf, yeah, leaf is going is to be a lot of the surface area that is on a is in a dried uh, hop cone anyway. Well, I mean, yeah, well, so it's,
1: you know, since they are, you know, leaves, you know, very thin, nearly Mm -hmm. practically two-dimensional, right? As opposed to, like, a coffee bean, right? When you grind a coffee bean, you, you know, exponentially more surface area on a coffee bean, Mm -hmm. where when you grind up hops, right, it's not going to be to the same degree because it's already really flat. That's
0: true. And, And that pelletized hops, of course... Dissolve and, and turn into just sort of well, the, hot paste, kind yeah, of. Yeah. So yeah, that's a good beer. It, it is good. It, it's hoppier than um, than when we had last uh, t- two weeks ago. Yeah. Um, it it it's really it's a great like. Great cutoff, great dry cutoff with, with just some lingering sort of Zotz notes. Uh, sort of, you know, spicy floral hop thing that doesn't get too bitter, but it's there. Uh, another one that's great, I think, you know, great pretzel beer, right? Something that, so that if you have some salty dish with you, mm-hmm. it'll really sure. contribute to that. Yep, this is the Victory Prima oh. Pills. If anything, I would say that uh, lat, the one from the last show was a little like cr- cleaner. It okay. felt a little bit more, um, more like like a whole chord or something that was down on the piano, okay. and and very like crisp note at that. And there was no reverberations. Or anything I mean, else. so I'm done with my six ounces, right? Mm-hmm. And the one thing that I
1: do notice from this beer. When you say cleaner, I'm, I'm looking at it from a different kind of clean. Mm-hmm. This one has, you know, so much hops in it that you kind of have some lupulin burn, like like a light, super, super light lupulin burn on your tongue still. It feels like an IPA mm-hmm. in that kind of aftertaste on your tongue type thing. You know, after, after feel, I guess is right. the way to put mm-hmm. it, not a really aftertaste. Uh, and, you know, there's a lot of clean, crisp, clean lagers that don't have that kind of gritty after feel.
0: Yeah. But still, I mean, excellent uh, a, a classic of, of the style. So on point. Good way to start. Where are we going next? Let's go to the go-to IPA. Ooh. It's a real go-to. So this uh, comes from, technically it was provided to us by Stone. Thank you, Stone. This is their go-to IPA. Nidia Pale Ale 4.8% by volume 65 I-B-U uh, let's see they employ hop bursting a technique wherein uh, hops are added to the final phase of the brewing process to bring out flavors and aromas they call that hop bursting, isn't that essentially dry hopping?
1: Um, I, I I don't know <laughs>
0: Or Well, it was the final phase of the brewing process. So
1: That's what I I thought it was like, you know, aroma hops and type thing Mm. thing in the end. Mm. Excuse me. I was at uh, the beer distributor and in Pennsylvania, uh, we call them beer distributors. They're retail locations where historically you would buy cases of beer. And then they changed the laws, I guess about two years ago now. Or close to two years ago. And they made it so you don't have to buy a whole case. You can get it as little as a six pack there now. So it's a lot more sane. It's not as sane as going to your grocery store and buying it, but a lot more sane. However, you know you you know, you you think it's like, oh it's great, brand new, but like now you go into Beer Streer and it's like just aisles and aisles of old beer. Yeah. It's so much old beer. It's everything is old beer. <sighs> It's really hard not to find or to find fresh beer. There was 22 cases of this stone single hop experiment thing. And it was like Best Buy a month ago.
0: There were plenty of beers when I went because I went uh, to um, the grocery store today, which now in many grocery stores, not all of them, but in in many of them uh, in, in Pennsylvania. They have these attached cafes which allow you to sell uh, beer sort of as a, as a separate transaction. Yeah. Uh, and I went to one of these, you know, instead of getting a six-pack, I went to build a six-pack and was looking at a lot of these dates. And some of these things, are IPAs where brewed in, in March or something like that. And it's like, <laughs> mm, no way. Uh, so you know, I, the stuff I pulled was stuff that was within the last like at so it's november 10th now so i was looking as late september as possible Mm -hmm. for like the bet for for the worst i would want to do yeah
1: yeah it's it's so bad there's so much old beer out there i know i mean march Uh, i i think people who i think that there's so much old beer, and then the people who really want the fresh beer, that are into beer, they're going right to the tap rooms and things like that, yeah. right? So the retailers, I think, are their audience now, which is people who don't care.
0: Right? Yeah, right. I mean, there's a lot of beer there, a lot. Yeah. Uh, but it's hard to check labels. Not everybody prints stuff on there. There were, couple, I mean, I, I got the one single cut that had good uh like a good number on it. There was a couple soon because I had no number on it and I couldn't, you know, I didn't want to risk it because yeah. most of the stuff is old. So, yeah. I'm going to tend to think that, that if I can't see a date on it, then it's old. So that means, like, really the, the message I can send to, 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 uh, to any uh, producer of beer is make sure you put on each, you know, bottle or can some date for people like me and Jeff and listeners who, who like us think that yeah. the, the fresher the beer, the better it's going to be. Cause believe me, that's, that's in your best interest as a brewer.
1: Yeah. I'm not sure how many people religiously check dates. I mean, there's times where I get excited and forget the check dates and then I regret it. Horribly. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but I, I think I'm, I think, that we're going to see that, you know, the way to get fresh beer is to go to the place where it's made. And the retail outlets are where you go in a pinch. I don't see it getting any better. Except because there's for, definitely...
0: like, specialty bottle shops where you're going to pay extra because people are going to curate. Yeah,
1: yeah. I mean, they're going to have to be pretty pretty specialty. I mean, even, you know, some of the better places around town, you know, they still have the same problem with old inventory. It it's that whole it's a retail problem, right? Because you have to have like a presence to get people's attention, mm-hmm. and having a presence means you're going to have beer get old, unless you just it's flying off the shelf. But with so much variety, it's hard for it's hard enough fi- it's hard for enough breweries to have their stuff fly off the shelf. Yeah. All right, go to IPA from Stone. So it's a session IPA, and when I smell it, I can kind of smell kind of a citrusy, um, tangerine-y type aroma. But with, like, old-school session IPAs, right, there was a thing about how the malt was, like, not, it doesn't have a, like, sweet caramel malt, right? It's a little more bready, a little more crackery. I'm getting some of that kind of classic session IPA type malt aroma in here. And also, traditionally... Uh, the hops would kind of come across a little bit harsher. That part I'm not necessarily getting just in the aroma from this, but definitely that malt smell is a kind of a throwback for when like, they invented Session IP. Oh, I have
0: hops here because I was wondering, because the, the the hop bouquet here is interesting, but uh, it, it like it has a mixture of, of some Phase 3 and Phase 2-ish stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, and sure enough, uh, here are the featured hops. Poof. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Ready? Sure. Okay. Burst me with them. Atnam, Amarillo, Cascade, Chinook, Citra, Crystal, Magnum, Mosaic, Sterling, and Hopsteiner 06300. That's it? <laughs> That's all. That's it?
1: Yeah, uh, you know, we took a sip while Greg was uh, reading off the, the laundry list there. And the hops really do have a nice balance to them. You get... Mostly tangerine for me. If you look for it, you get some more of those like piney notes from uh, some of the chinook, chinook, and you know maybe yeah you get kind of some of those dank, Mm -hmm. danker piney notes on the back end there.
0: Yeah, I mean the interesting thing about combining all these hops together is that none of them are none of them are taking it too far, or at least they're they're playing well. They're playing reasonably well with each other. Mm -hmm. I think this is still. Firmly phase two-ish in terms of of what it's presenting. There's a dankness to it. There, there's a, mm-hmm. a a sulfury bite. Yeah, to it.
1: it doesn't go like too tropical. Mm-hmm. There m- might be a touch of tropics, but for me, it's more citrus.
0: Like if they, if anything, it, it's it's not so much tropical as more like melon. Like mm-hmm. more in the yeah. honeydew
1: sort of area. I do I do like how the hops come through on this. It, it gives you a nice flavor.
0: What's the ABV on this guy? Uh four point something. Four, four point eight. eight. So it's it's a. The, it's at the very edge, of what you might consider the limits for yeah. per-
1: pushing the limits.
0: It's pushing, especially for it with a pint can, right? I mean, <laughs> at four point eight, a pint can is still a lot of alcohol.
1: Yeah, condense that down into uh, twelve ounces of what six point four, six point five percent mm-hmm. ABV. So mm-hmm. it's a wash at that
0: point. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but they do have a label on here, you know, drink fresh. And th- this was uh, August 31st when it was canned. So, I mean, like, it's it's at the edge. But they do uh, drink, they enjoy by uh, November 29th. So they, you know, three months of their yeah. sale. and I think this beer still mm-hmm. tastes good. has mm-hmm. a lot of good
1: flavor to it. I don't taste any staling. It's in a can, shouldn't stale. As long as they have good production.
0: As long <laughs> as they keep it, you know, without uh, going through any major yeah. uh, temperature mm-hmm. variations. Yeah, not bad i i i think it um i like this the session ipa thing makes it because there's not a, a huge amount of malt backbone here
1: mm-hmm.
0: um so i keep thinking light i keep thinking more like a salad with chicory or uh like korean or mandarin oranges um uh, would be really nice um something like with fish Crab dish might go well with this. Sure. Something like that. All sounds good. Mm-hmm.
1: I was imagining like a goat cheese pizza myself,
0: but... That's a lot for this to handle, I think. I think it could pull it off. All right. What's next? What's next? So okay. we have a coffee porter. We have a winter uh, amber, I think, right? It says Hoppy Holiday Ale. doesn't... Doesn't
1: mention spices.
0: I think yeah, it's a of red ale. So let's do this Windridge. Okay, New England style India Pale Ale with honey. So we'll see if this fits my New England style definition or your New England style yes. definition. My New England style definition is super, is, you know, odie, um, big, like not not just haze, but like actually thick, um, almost opaque. I was at um, the. Uh, one of my favorite lunch
1: places. They have some beers there. And in the beer cooler, they had uh, cans with the labels upside down. And it was for one of the Grist House. I think it was Floodline. I'm not sure if it wasn't Floodline. It was another one of their hazies. But I wasn't close enough to see which way the can was oriented. And I thought the can was actually right side up. But the label was applied upside down to get the retailers to store them upside down. Um, but rather... And I was like, oh, fail. They didn't put it upside down. <laughs> Turns out, once I got closer, the can was upside down. But the label was applied right side up. But they had told them to store the cans upside down. I'm wondering if they're not allowed to apply labels upside down. I wonder if, like... Mm-hmm. Interesting. I need to ask about that. Yeah, because uh, and I. Meanwhile, we're talking. I had this can si- just sitting upside down for a bit, just to help. What's, get the, so,
0: what's the reasoning behind that? When
1: I mean, you have know, the hazies, you just don't want all the stuff stuck in the bottom. You want to get. I it. see.
0: It is, could you about, do that with with a wit beer? Would that we, work? The we same talked way? about
1: this before with um, Rubio from the Brewers. Told me a story about how Live Oaks Hefeweizen, they were kicking around the idea of. ...printing the labels upside down. Mm. So, so they'd be on the shelves upside down. So they like the idea of having their live o and ...upside down. So yeah, I'm just curious... ...whether you're not allowed to apply your stickers upside
0: down. Well... ...on to this beer. Let me find it in here. This is part of uh, Windbridge's Hunt series. This is a new England IPA with honey. 9% by volume... Uh, See, this is more what I would call a hazy <laughs> uh, as opposed to a New England. Because, like, so th- this is more, it, it, you can see through it, right? I can kind of sort of make out that you're there. Um, there's a lot of hot polyphenol haze mm. and stuff like that in here. Uh, and, and honey, I think, adds to it. But there's not like oats. There's not the kind of stuff that makes yeah. it almost, uh, or at least not from, from what I can tell here. It's, uh, the, yeah, it's not. There's the, looking yeah, the kind of stuff that makes it super murky and like uh, like you said almost opaque. Mhm.
1: All right. Yeah, so this is a darker color than you'd expect as well too. It is like a bronzish gold or like an orangey gold bronzish thing. Um a lot darker than a lot of New England style IPAs. Onto the aroma, getting some malt with a little bit of honey notes. Some, not really smelling anything too hoppy, actually. Craig's searching the webs.
0: Go, yeah, trying to see if I can get any more information about it. Nope. Um, ninety per ninety IBU, so that's a you know, it's a lot. It's for eighty IBU, nine percent alcohol by volume.
1: Uh, so it was canned one month ago. Yeah,
0: that's pretty good. Uh, this is one of the better dates I could find. <laughs> so, Why does it not smell hoppy, though? Maybe it's the honey? They call this double dry hopped. Uh, with local honey. Local to the Windridge area, which is... Here in Pennsylvania. Yeah, I was surprised to find it in Pennsylvania, town.
1: too. And I saw not know weekend.
0: where that is. They have a different label here. They don't have the the, uh, brewer's association label. They have a farm-made in PA label. Oh,
1: look at that. Okay, so on to the beer. Took a sip. The honey makes it kind of taste like a Belgian
0: golden ale. Um, Not
1: really hoppy, not really bitter.
0: Yeah, I mean, 80 ABU doesn't feel like it, at least from that first sip. Yeah,
1: I think it taste a little bit of bitterness, so right. probably adult, yeah, near the end. But, um, it's not coming. It's not hitting your palate like a New England style IPA, like, yeah, honey or not.
0: Yeah, no, because it, one of the things that honey tends to do is is sort of make it make a make it feel a bit thinner, mm-hmm. um, just because of the way that honey um, the honey ferments. So. It might be counter like, the, like calling this a New England IPA is 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 odd. Other than the fact that it's it's not clear, right? I don't feel a New England esque burst of hops, nor do I feel uh, a New England esque um, mouthfeel. If
1: anything, there's a little bit of like creamsicle. I took like a quick sip. Hard, you know, quick pull. Got a little creamsickly thing, but like
0: that seems like more down to the honey than down
1: yeah. to like. It feels like it might be orange blossom honey. The honey has a nice flavor to it. Mm-hmm. All right, so let's 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 look at the beer that's in the glass. Forget yeah. what's on the label, okay? Because it, it's not meeting
0: our expectations mm-hmm. based on the label. So as a meted IPA or. I mean, what, what yeah, I do like the honey note here.
1: It yeah, doesn't—I I do too. Doesn't it has good residual sweetness to it without being too cloying. The flavors that orange note comes through pretty strongly, um, and then it plays with the malts. Malts are, are the finish is fairly dry, so it's a nice, interesting mix there, right? Because the beer has like this sweet taste to it. But then it, you know, finishes dry, and it never gets too sweet. It doesn't get cloying, so it, it definitely is an enjoyable balance there. I'm trying to I'm trying to figure out like where the malts land because they don't really just taste like pale malt with some crystal, right? I think they taste a little bit like. Uh, is it Bel- Is the honey just doing this, or is there like a Belgian type note through there?
0: I think it's. I think it's just the honey. I'm. I'm not getting much of of, of a backbone here malt wise. Okay. Um, I think the honey is is obscuring a lot. But it. it but it tastes good. So I'm not complaining. Mm-hmm. It's. It's just hard to to find those notes that I normally am looking for. Marketing,
1: the marketing department put New England style IPA on the label. <laughs> you know how we sell this. We call it a New England IPA. IPA.
0: Yeah, I I pour this. I'm expecting a New England IPA. I'm saying, what?
1: Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, that was a good beer. Mm -hmm. It's not the beer we thought we were getting. Right. And,
0: uh... That plays a role. Perception, you know, your expectations play a role in, in your perceptions. We can't discount that. You know, as far as
1: honey beers go, it's... It's really good. Like it lands the honey
0: better than most. Mm-hmm. Now, I probably would have bought I probably would have bought it whether it said Louis IPA or not, because mm-hmm. it was young. Yeah. <laughs> but would the average consumer have? Probably not. So I'm thinking that you're probably right. Right. It's more marketing than anything else. All right, so the next beer we're going to be doing is the Ardent IPA. But
1: before that, let's have some baby elephants.
0: Up you right know, here. you know what's coming up—the holidays. Yeah, in fact, the holidays are, are gift-giving season. Like, if you're uh, if you're of the Jewish persuasion, then it's almost right around the corner. It's the beginning of, of December. Uh, if not, well, you got a little bit longer, but you still got to start. Shopping I now, know. but I
1: mean, you know, even even if you wait until like two days before the gift giving season starts, guess what? We got you covered.
0: That's true. You know, the, I've seen like Black Friday sales are already starting. <laughs> <laughs> yes, because they know. Uh, So, yeah, go for uh, purchasing all your cool stuff. And when you do, you can support Craft Beer Radio. That's right. You don't have to donate to us. You don't have to go to a Patreon and contribute some monthly thing. No, all we're asking you to do is whenever you think about buying something, go to craftbeerradio.com that you would buy on amazon.com don't go to amazon.com Never. go to craftpierradio.com slash amazon it'll take you right to amazon.com but you'll get our referral link and six percent perhaps more in the holiday seasons it can even it can go up I know if we get hit certain revenue levels we get a bigger
1: cut so we could get six and a half or seven maybe seven and a half percent I don't yeah. think we've ever hit seven and a half percent but
0: it would be awesome and all you have to do is just use, just go to slash amazon um thing from, from uh JD who said that our Amazon store is offline. So don't use Am- that link. Amazon says
1: that the store is temporarily unavailable and it's been temporarily unavailable for over a year. So I gotta fix it. So get, yeah. I gotta figure out what to do now that apparently their store thing is busted.
0: But anyway, uh slash Amazon, support us that way. Uh it's great. Thank you so much for doing it. Uh that's it.
1: Yeah, the store link was Mostly good for us for our recommended products: our yeah. Spiegel
0: glasses, our Zyliss stoppers,
1: things I like that. It didn't.
0: It didn't give like any improved revenue, as far no, as I know. No. It was just. It was just, just that we could recommend. It was just a way to
1: yeah. point people at the things we like,
0: which we can still do. Right? We could have links with our. Yeah, we could. All right, so Ardent IPA. Speaking of JD, yes. Which, if you skip past the commercials, I mentioned him in the commercial. Um, Ardent Craft Ales, this is, J.D. sent this up as a as a thank you, which he didn't have to do. I mean, he was awesome. He and his wife, Cindy, were yeah. awesome on uh, the show. Uh, and, of course, we would love to have them back. But as a thank you, sent us a couple beers. So we're going to give this one a shot. Ardent IPA, um, they have a bunch of them on their website, uh, like different batches. So I'm not sure which batch this is, unfortunately. We're just going to have to drink it we're anyway. We're just going to have to drink it and find out. Uh, all the batches seem to have the same... IBU and alcohol six twenty percent, thirty one IBU. The latest that's on their tap list uh, is batch fourteen, an IPA American. uh, They call it medium copper, which kind of is that looks kind of medium copper. Um, Citra hops, uh, so mostly it's it seems like a Citra hops with. Mm Their standard malt backbone recipe,
1: they call it. Well, from the nose, this that may be the one we got because there's kind of a, a citra, you know, a blend yeah. between citra, orange, orange peel, something a little bit green onion-y in there.
0: Yeah, that is interesting, isn't it?
1: It's a super light onion. But, yeah, but, you know, when if you want... It's if there. You, if you want to find citra, you know, try to see if there's any onion and,
0: yeah, there's just a touch in there. All right. I mean, as I'm a fan of green onion. I bought two, you know, things of green onion today. Okay. Uh, that, that's actually, I think, my onion of choice. That and shallots. Okay. Or shallots for Shallot. shallots, people across the top Shallot. Shallot shalom.
1: Moving on to the flavor. It has a really fine carbonation to it. It's interesting because it's in like a... I guess not. I was going to say it was a heavy bottle. It's not a heavy bottle, but it looks like a heavy bottle. It has a low shoulder to it. Yeah. And I thought maybe that uh, they used a thicker glass bottle so they could change their carbonation levels. But when you taste the beer, it has this very fine carbonation to it as opposed to a more gritty carbonation. And along with that, you're getting kind of a... What's the description I want to use? There's this kind of the malt is interesting, and I'm, and I'm drawing blanks on how I want to describe it. I want to do it justice. Uh, I want to do better than biscuit. I want to do. I'm having a hard time. You got anything on the malt there? Do you find the malt? No. First off, do you find the malt? noteworthy yeah
0: yeah it it almost is a little rye like mm. um
1: oh yeah playing with the hops it does get a little spicy and rye yeah yeah
0: uh, It it's leaning towards that area it it's a little toasty uh i like what you say about biscuit but it's not quite so buttery it's more yeah. maybe english muffiny uh but not quite so white floury it, it's so yeah. th- that's why i'm thinking the more rye like,
1: Oh, you know, so I was having a hard time figuring something out. I got something now, but it's, it, the, the, like, in Chex Mix, you know, those bagel chips? The thing is, they're, no, so, I they're so salty, right? It's hard to, like, get the bread out of, like, that salty, you know, monstrosity of Chex Mix. But, uh, you know, kind of that, the pumpernickel that's, which is different from pumpernickel bagels, but the pumpernickel that's in the Chex Mix, um Kind of like that. I'm getting that note there.
0: Hmm.
1: And then the hops are... The bitterness is, you know, middle of the road. It's kind of soft, and the sweetness plays with it. Can you turn me off for a second? I can
0: following song is brought to you by Chex Mix. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that's from the Lonely Island, their song Dream Girl, which is great because it starts out as this, like, ridiculous song. And it starts out like, like a ballad, or sort of like a hip-hop ballad, and then it becomes ridiculous, and then it turns into this Chex Mix ad. It's, it's awesome.
1: <laughs> well, that's what I was working towards, but now you just blew my cover. Mm sponsored by Chex Mix <laughs> um
0: mm. yeah no this is this is really good I, I'm, I i i think what's interesting is the the malt here mm-hmm. the, the because the citra is is playing a role for, for sure sure it's giving a, a nice hot balance here and yeah a little sulfury a little tropical yeah. little guava-y at the same time. Like, it's, mm-hmm. you know, it's going in interesting places, but I definitely think there's sort of a spiciness here to, to the malt. It reminds mm-hmm. me of rye. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm with you. Uh,
1: I'm enjoying this beer because of the malt complexity. The hops, you know, are... They're good, you know, with, you know, how exciting the hop market and, and the environment is these days. These days, You know, it's it's not... So much exciting on its own, but with that malt character, it makes the beer exciting.
0: <coughs> Excuse me. Turn me down. I want, to, I want to get to the point where I wasn't the last. Oh. So, so okay,
1: I'll turn you down. I, yeah. I want to make sure Greg wasn't turned it down when he wanted to
0: be up. But yeah, no, I, I, I appreciate it, but I just want to make sure that uh, we can continue with our. With our pre show song at the end mm. of our or not pre show our our intro right. song at the at the end
1: all right so that was the ardent ipa
0: i'm still enjoying so
1: i do enjoy it you know it, we didn't we didn't really like go like down these like explore all these facets because the beer is pretty upfront it gave you like mm-hmm. three things pretty clearly and you just got to enjoy those three things we'll see there's even like a little <clears throat>
0: And ginger kick hmm. Give me a little nice. bit there to see if you can Get that
1: It's funny I'm, You know Your beer and my beer Look the same mm-hmm. And they taste the same But the texture is different Yours is a little grittier so it didn't look like you had funk in it, but the part you poured me
0: had a little more grit to it. There's a little like <clears throat> if you look at here, and I, I there's mm-hmm. like a little bit of uh it's not perfectly clear yeah. at the bottom there. So yeah. there might be a little bit of Yeah,
1: so it's 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 a case of bottle stratification, but not in changing
0: flavors, because mm-hmm. I taste the
1: same beer. Just texture. I just taste texture different.
0: <clears throat> Alright, so we have let's go with the holiday beer. Yeah. So this one, another one that I got that I probably would not have bought <coughs> had it not been one of the the, the few fresh beers, had not been one of the fresher beers. But this is uh, this is from Rheingeist. Uh, we, we've enjoyed Rheingeist beers for the most part. Uh, this this is they call it a hoppy holiday ale, uh, a red ale, which is not your favorite style. I I, I know um, Irish red is not my favorite. Hoppy reds are fine. Uh, 6% Occupy Volume, 45 IBU from Rheingeist. So this was Hmm. uh, uh, October 25th, so like a week and a half ago. They
1: call it a red, but when I put my nose in this, I smell like Vienna or Munich malt.
0: Well, the malts are 2-row, pale, and crystal 15. Lies. (laughs) Lies. (laughs) The hops are Bravo, Chinook, and El Dorado. 6% 6% alcohol volume, 45 IBU. No, no, uh, no mention of spices. So that's good. Mm-hmm. I like a holiday beer that doesn't go warming spices on me. Like, it can work, but more often than not, it just feels spice bomb to me.
1: Mm-hmm. Right. Do you smell German malts in there? Or like am I just having a stroke? Well,
0: are you, do you smell toast? <laughs> well, I'm smelling toasty things. <laughs> I know what you're smelling, yeah. No, I, I, I get a little... It's... <clears throat> yeah.
1: Okay, so I'm not having a stroke. At least... It, well, we could be having dual strokes. <laughs>
0: Not an exclusive stroke. Right, yes. You know, one of those dual strokes <laughs> that happen all the time. They're contagious. <laughs> yeah, so when I smell this thing,
1: now, as I've been sniffing it more and more, it doesn't really have that Vienna or Munich type smell, but there is like this um a bit smoky, maybe a little bit
0: peaty type. Aroma on it So how do you do that With two row pail And crystal 15 Just throw a lot Of crystal in there Like a lot oh, I don't know I mean it is
1: It's pretty light crystal You'd have to throw A ton in Could you Could just scorch The beer in the kettle Maybe You could was, do that You of throw The stones in there I right? do that would, Well no no Like you can actually Scorch wort Right, it, right. But, Um You know a brewery the size of Ryan guys shouldn't be able to scorch their wort. Does this, is, it requires too much cleaning we get, afterwards? They have to be direct fired. You can't scorch wort with steam, and breweries that big are almost certainly steam powered. So,
0: <clears throat> There's definitely a deep maltiness here, right? Yeah. I mean, uh, it's coming through. Hmm. Yeah Uh, Moving
1: on to the flavor It actually is Kind of aligning with like an Irish Red type malt character Which is like the only thing in beer I don't like Uh, (laughs) It's like my kryptonite in beer (laughs) Yeah, I don't care for that much
0: So what is it, I'm curious Like, I'm not a huge fan either Um I'm curious as to what it is you think that turned you off on this style. It just don't taste good. I I don't know if I can say anything.
1: Mm-hmm. It just maybe it's a it's kind of a metallic thing. Right? I was like thinking metallic. Iron, iron-y, I was I I was thinking iron blood, pennies, something like metallic that. Metallic was in my
0: mind. Yeah, yeah. and um Yeah, it reminds me of of old, you know, when we used to t- taste lagers and that sort of metallic lager-y mm-hmm. thing. Yeah, um, a similar kind of yeah irony note, which what it does is it is it it kind of gives it this weird almost tang, right? Mm-hmm. This this sort of yeah. this tang that is unwanted, um, like. There's a deeper kind of, like, almost, it's not there, but it, it's, it's in the realm of and it's sort of approaching sort of a smokiness, mm-hmm. uh, but the tang kind of takes away from it and almost gives it this, like, charcoal note. Yeah.
1: Yeah, and they call this a hoppy red. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's, a hop, there's, there's hops in there, there's
0: a, there's yeah. a good amount of hops in there.
1: Yeah, there's there's more hops than an Irish red. When I saw hoppy red, I, I was thinking more along the lines of, you know, West Coast red IPA type yeah. stuff, but it's not that hoppy. So it kind of just is this bolder
0: red ale along the Irish persuasion. And... I mean, if I if, the, if this was poured in general, I probably wouldn't spill it out, but I think i going to spill it out just because it's not worth my sobriety. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think it's it's bad for what it is. I just don't think that this is, you know, particularly on on this show. We talked about how beers should be worth your sobriety if you're going to look at them on, under this microscope. Yeah, uh, this one is not one worth looking under this microscope. Back in the can it goes. Could you pour me some more water, please? I can. I will. I could. <laughs> Theoretically, listen to the free show. All right, so our final beer of the night was uh, is from Ballast Point. It was from Ballast Point, and it still is from Ballast Point. It's their Mocha Marlin. That is uh,
1: thick. Look how black it is on the. Ooh, yeah,
0: six percent alcohol ball ball by volume. Ah, Forty-two IBU. Uh, Ballast Point does not. Uh, get to be get to have the uh, Brewers Association thing on it well, if they, they did, wanted to. But
1: they did get a billion dollars, so you know, you know,
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's three the commas. Them's the breaks.
1: They're in San Diego, California, and uh, yeah, Mocha Marlin Por- Mocha
0: Marlin Porter. So the the first thing I smell, which is. Uh, I mean, it, it's, it's what I would expect is uh, peppers. I smell peppers, oh, which is no. not a pepper beer, it's a coffee beer. But coffee oh, and sure. peppers yeah. have that sort of relation to each other. Yeah, no, I
1: understand what you're saying. Uh, for this one, I'm smelling more chocolate than peppers and coffee. You know, it, it definitely seems kind of like a chocolatey type. Um, I mean, mocha. Yeah, now I'm getting
0: of... some you know, more mocha, more. Like Starbucks-y mocha. Yeah. So
1: here it says Porter
0: with coffee, chocolate,
1: and natural flavors. 6%. EBV.
0: Yeah, Ballast Point is probably the only, I wouldn't say the only one, but it's the, it's the major brewery that's still doing flavor stuff to a large extent. Right, they they have a lot of those fruity IPAs still around. They have a lot of these flavors stuff going around. Not that mocha, oh yeah. that, not well, that that coffee the, and chocolate with once, Porter is once is they selling, got it's, the, it's, the it's,
1: Constellation Brands money, for some reason they just went hog wild mm-hmm. with adding flavors to beer. Mint, Victory at Sea, you know, which is an Imperial Stout or a Chocolate Stout or something like that. Yeah, you know, I guess mint and chocolate go together. Yeah, so
0: I mean, so I I can't wait for their durian Dorado. <laughs> I really would like to <laughs> taste that. Why not get, mix onion cream with that oniony? I know with Dorado hops and. Can you imagine what that bruise house would stink like? <laughs> oh my god!
1: People would quit.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they call it, they call a dead body. <laughs> it smell it smells like death. Duran it, it is it is amazing don't for, listen to Greg don't listen to Greg look it does like Ooh. I'm not the only person who says this yes but,
1: you're, but you and all your peers are wrong
0: no 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 like why do you said people would quit <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: it's it's I I know how people react to it even if they don't like I know a lot of people who don't like the smell of durian but they don't smell rotting flesh like you do. Right. Yeah. So
0: it's 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 an it's an experience I'm glad I had. Right because it's it, it was
1: well, there's a there's a um person at work who just came back from Asia and she uh um had a bunch of candies and different kinds of candies and there was um there was another spiky fruit. It wasn't durian. Jackfruit. Was
0: jack. Uh, no. Jackfruit to me looks like looks like giant durian. <laughs> like, but then you look no. at it. Then you.
1: But, but like on so on the wrapper it had another spiky fruit, and it was kind of like, um, it was like a fig Newton, but inside where the figs would be, it was a, another fruit, not as bad as durian, but yeah, also with slight notes of a pungency. Mm. Anyway, but all the, all the candies went away Except for these dorian chocolates Which are still sitting outside our cube <laughs> And I, I grabbed a couple last week And I, I love it Because as soon as you peel back the wrapper You smell You get that oniony custardy Oof. thing Oof. But, but it's chocolate So like when you're eating it
0: It might go well so actually When, yeah, you, when the... you
1: peel it open you smell the dorian You pop it in your mouth And you're getting this chocolatey thing with the dorian And it works really well But then after you swallow it you get Dorian burps for the next two hours.
0: Oh, lovely. So, yeah, I've just been eating, eating people. <laughs> or, you know, rotting flesh. It doesn't need to be from people. Uh, Mocha Marlin from Ballast Point. I don't mean to <laughs> throw rotting flesh right before, but, I mean, we are talking about durian, but this is nothing, no, it does not smell like durian, which is good. No, this is, uh, you know, it's good coffee,
1: chocolatey beer, right? It's It's not... It has a good balance to it. It's a sweet beer. Um, Heather would love it. There's not much complexity here. Mm. I think it's probably better than
0: uh, Southern Tears Mocha,
1: which is a little too sweet, I think.
0: It tastes more Starbucks-y than work coffee, but it doesn't taste like amazing, uh, awesome coffee you can make on your own.
1: Yeah, to me it tastes more like um, instant-flavored
0: Coffee. Really? Yeah. Like, okay. So, so
1: then. Like, so, like, so we have this coffee maker at work, right? And you can, like, have it make the coffee, but then, like, there's, like, chocolate powder and there's vanilla powder. And, like, one day I'm like, let's try one of these vanilla things. And, like, the very first sip, you're like, oh, that's not bad. And then, like, as soon as that thought crosses your mind, you taste all the artificial vanilla, like, all the artificial vanilla hits you mm-hmm. and you just regret never <laughs> putting that in your mouth, right? <laughs> and, what I'm tasting here is that part before the regret, right? Mm. Where it just tastes like, oh, coffee, chocolate, tastes good, sweet, whatever. Yeah, you no, know? it tastes
0: like they put actual coffee, actual yeah. mm-hmm. cho- uh, chocolate, perhaps actual vanilla in here. Um, tastes fine. Uh, I am I really don't have any complaints of them. Like you said, it is a little sweet. Uh, not too sweet yeah. i i i dislike uh, i think a it, has, it has too sweet a
1: better balance than southern Tears.
0: um I like a beer where the coffee when it has coffee in it is much more is more expressive than this. Mm-hmm. This oh, is yeah. a very simple coffee flavor yeah um. Yeah, uh, so you
1: you keep mentioning Starbucks, right? To me, it doesn't really remind me of Starbucks except for the iced coffees you can buy at the grocery store. Yeah, right. That's right. what it tastes like.
0: Mm-hmm. Now, I've I've only uh, done a couple of Starbucks recently, just because uh, um, I just went through a period. Well, first of all, our 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 thing, our machine, what should we call it, uh, Keurig. Which is not great coffee anyway, but it's kind of almost broken at work. Mm-hmm. And so I've just, but, but I've been looking for it like a little bit more. And there's a Starbucks close by. And so I've been going there just a couple of days. And it's not great, but if I need an espresso, sure, you know, then it's it's a decent, it gets the job it done. It gets the job done. Uh, and while I would appreciate more es- expressive coffee, it's fine. All right, so now we are on to the section where we re, re, review.
1: Where's the... Right there.
0: Oh, yeah. I'm like, where's the
1: beer with the neat malt character? <laughs> um, I'm like, where's that one that we were talking about? We like the malt character. It was the only bottle of the night. Uh. Choo-choo. All right, so from the bottom, I'm going to have to put the uh, Rheingeist in last place. Dad. It was like a good dad joke, still not that good.
0: <laughs> kind of a groaner. Yeah, right, yes, it was kind of a groaner. That's a good way to put it. It wasn't, it, it wasn't the worst thing in the world, and you could deal with it, and you're not going to like pour it out or, or, or punch somebody in the face or say get out. So
1: you just gonna be like Ugh. Uh-huh. <laughs> Alright, I think I'm gonna put the Windridge in fifth place. Um kind of tight between him and the one above it. Uh you know, that it was not a New England style IPA. I, I thought the honey I thought the honey was really well done in that beer. I'm gonna put this Ballast Point in fourth place. I can't complain about this beer. Sure. Is it uh, pedestrian, is it mass market? Is it trying to just cater to people who like chocolate and coffee? Yes it is. Yeah. Do I like it? Yeah, I do. So it is what it is. I think I'm gonna put the ardent in the third place. Um yeah. not sure about that, but that's where it's gonna land. I thought this beer had a really cool malt character. The hops are kind of, you know. You know, they, they i don't know. i don't want to say they're dated right because dated means oh they haven't kept up with the times mm-hmm. no there's still a good hop formulation it's just not the things that are exciting me today but that malt character was really exciting me today i'm going to put the stone in second place i thought that the 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 what twenty 50, 20 twenty thousand hops they used in that beer were um had a really neat bouquet. Eight or of nine,
0: but, you know, 20,000 is close enough. Yeah.
1: And then I'll put the Prima Pills in first place. Uh, good
0: Chris Blogger. How can you knock it, man? Mm-hmm. Just out size. My... <coughs> Excuse me. Excuse me, everybody. My uh, my rankings are almost exactly the same as Jeff's, except for I'm switching two and three. Uh, Ryan Geis in last place because, I mean, we we poured out, not because it was terrible... But because it didn't deserve, it wasn't worth the, our time in the show. Uh, fifth place, the Windridge. Yeah, I mean, that's not a New England style. Don't put that on your label, guys. Come on. Like, put it, call it a honey IPA. I might have even ranked it higher. But...
1: But it was also missing the
0: IPA part. I mean, a little bit, but, like... Like I could sort of see and hype at honey i p a in that sense i could I could kind of make yeah. that connection, but you're playing with my expectations here too, by throwing that in there and and I don't know i I'm don't play that game, yeah they're just trying to cash in on yeah. the,
1: the the name
0: uh in fourth place, I'm also going with the ballast point the Ballast point that we have in our glass right now is perfectly fine and acceptable, and uh I don't really have a problem with it. I think that there are other porters that are better for sure, other chocolate coffee porters that are better. But uh it's not bad and it gets it it it's Starbucksy, it gets the job done and doesn't it's not offensive. Mm-hmm. Uh in third place I'm going to put the stone. I think that the stone uh was a little too second uh, second generation hobby for me to to like it over the ardent, which had more re- really a much more interesting malt thing going on there. Uh, that I could really get into and I was really digging and enjoying. And maybe because I had a little bit more of the dregs, I had a a little bit more, less of the finer carbonation Mm -hmm. you were talking about. Um, And I'm a a carbonation fan. I like it to be a little bit more pronounced. Mm -hmm. Uh, And uh, it it, it was pronounced enough and and I really liked what was going on multi Multiwise. But yeah, I think the Prima Pills still wins the night because it was crisp and clear and clean and uh, not as not as clean as it could have been based on other stuff we've we've tasted, mm-hmm. but still up in that top tier. Uh, and the top tier is uh, perfectly, uh, I mean, perfectly cromulent. Would that be a good word to put there? Perfectly cromulent. I guess I oh, that's,
1: that's really loud. That's too- Thank you, everyone, for listening to Craft Beer Radio. I do appreciate that you take the time to tune in and listen to us talk about beers week after week after week after week. It's fun. I'm glad uh, someone listens, so thank you.
0: A couple people do, at least. At least
1: a few people listen. And um, if you want to contact us, send us an email, beer at craftbeerradio.com. You know
0: me. Mother,
1: I could charge 2 buck transaction fee makes my, no dirty make, words in this no it, it's all Minus a $25 penalty so you fate me cuz you get next the time word. i'm said, said we all and we're with this shit. Come, come on, on. Too many
0: my, my transaction